ladies and gentlemen, the New England Patriots are returning to the Super Bowl. Allow me to be the first in America to say, <sighs> Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Coming up on the show today, of course, we're going to talk about the Pats and the Rams and that Super Bowly thing that they both are going to now. Uh, on top of that, though, we got to talk about the Russell Westbrook, Joel Embiid stuff going down. Lonzo Ball is hurt again. And, of course, Mariano Rivera has one more record to break before he goes into the Hall of Fame. Stay with us, friends, because sports, sports, sports starts now. And welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast with me, your host, Nick Drago. Is this your first time here? It's totally cool if it has, if or if it is, whatever. <laughs> uh, this is the Sports 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 Podcast where we talk about all the exciting news from the sports world this past week and some insight into what's coming up in the next. If you like what you hear, find us on SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Facebook. I usually forget one of those four. Today I got all four of them. Go to your search bar, type in Sports Sports Worth with Nick Drago or at Sports3X Podcast. One of those two things, type that in. You'll find us. Feel free to shoot us an email, Sports3X Podcast at gmail.com. What's new with me? Well, you know, I wasn't here last week. Uh, I had intended to do a show and I, I very much apologize. I was on family vacation down in Florida and I was just having too much darn fun. So. You know, hang me now if you have to. All right? I had fun. Now, <clears throat> it's okay. I'm back. I did, uh, we did our, our bonus uh, conference championship episode. Uh, actually, just yesterday, Joe Calabro was on the show with me, and it was always a pleasure having him here. You know, he covers the Patriots for golocalprov.com. So uh, if you want to go back and listen to that, you can. Obviously, that game is over, and neither of us picked the Patriots to win, but. <laughs> There's at least some cool insight there about uh, what's going to happen with the Patriots, win, lose, regardless, you know, going into the offseason. So definitely some cool stuff to listen to there. While we're on the subject of the Patriots, let's talk about the Rams and the Saints. All right, so this game went into overtime. Actually, both games went into overtime, which I have to say... It's really fun to watch. I'm sure. I'm sure the uh, the NFL brass are probably patting each other on the back for that one. I mean, that's basically what you want. You want two close games. These whole playoffs have been pretty boring, except for you know maybe the double doink and uh, yeah, that that seems to be it. Actually, both Eagles games were the most exciting ones that I can think of. Everything else was pretty bland. So to have two really good football games today, whether officiating was a problem or not, it was still exactly what the NFL probably wanted. Now, on to the officiating. It was pretty darn bad. The big one, though, was a blown call um, against the Saints that would have given them some great field advantage, probably allowed them to score a touchdown and win that game. Uh, it was pass interference call, and uh, things It just didn't go their way. I, I actually don't. Where's that? Where's that? Uh, what was the play itself? Well, I don't have the play in front of me here. But uh, regardless, it, it it was bad. Even the the 
Um, even the NFL, you know, called Sean Payton after the game and said, yep, we messed that one up. Yeah, they did. It was big. Watch it. Uh, anyway, the Rams ended up winning him, winning off a 57-yard field goal by Zor- by Greg Zerlean. Um, and that's it. Saints go down. Drew Brees' season's over. And we get to see Garrett Goff for one more week. The Rams, three years, two years after moving to L.A., and they're a Super Bowl contending team. Again, problem getting fans in the seats, so maybe this will change things for them. On the other end of the spectrum, you have the Patriots and the Chiefs. Now, this was one exciting game. Patriots were ahead 14-0 going into halftime. 14-0. Chiefs come back. They... It was uh, it got down to 17-14. Chiefs score again. Then the Patriots score. Chiefs had the lead, right? You give Tom Brady the ball two minutes ago. What's Tom Brady going to do? You know what he's going to do. He scores, gives it to the Chiefs. The Chiefs then tie it up with a few seconds left. We go to the OT and then almost almost immediately, first, you know, I think it was the first... Uh, First couple plays, Tom Brady, touchdown, end of story. So the Patriots go on to win that one, 37-31. Now we're going to have Pats and the Rams in the Super Bowl. Uh, a friend of mine actually was just uh, uh, comparing Kurt Warner versus Tom Brady way back when. What was that, 2001 to Tom Brady versus Jared Goff. Um, if anybody's the next Tom Brady, though, I gotta say, it's gonna be Pat Mahomes. Yeah, he sounds like Kermit the Frog when he talks, but you know what? He had a pretty stellar season. He's only the third player to score 50-plus touchdowns in a season. Um, and today, he he had three touchdowns, 295 yards. You know, not a great game for him. Actually, he probably played just as good as Brady. No, that's not true. Brady, well, Brady had two interceptions, which is rare. One of them was on the goal line. Um, but Brady threw 348 yards, a touchdown, but he went 30 for 46, which is pretty good compared to Mahomes 16 for 31. So he only had 31 attempts. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically that. I talked about Sean Payton. He was already told that, uh, they screwed that one up. Drew Brees, he's apparently wants to make another run next year. I mean, this is a good team. Maybe they'll stay together. Um, Pat Mahomes, sources are saying that he could be the first player to land a $200 million deal. And you know what? If that happens, then you have to start comparing NFL pay rates to MLB, where some of the top players in Major League Baseball are making a couple hundred million themselves. Um, Antonio Brown says goodbye to, to fans of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He really, really wants to go to the 49ers. Why I have no idea, but hey, good for you. You wanna you wanna leave a team like the Steelers to go out there. Adam Vinatieri, 46 years old, wants to give it one more chance. He's planning to play in 2019, and you know what? I'm sure somebody's gonna sign this guy. John Kitna was announced as Dallas's new quarterback coach. Kitna, bit of a germ, journeyman himself, spent a few years in Dallas. Uh, pretty good ex quarterback. And then uh, a couple teams out there are talking about maybe going after Kareem Hunt in the offseason, which would really be interesting. I'm sure whoever ends up signing him is going to be super vilified because 
people get really riled up about this stuff, you know, the domestic abuse and very reminiscent of Ray Rice. The difference is, is that this kid's young. Like, he's still got plenty of years left, and he was he probably would have been the NFL's leading rusher this year had this all not gone down. So what I will say is, when the Chiefs dropped him, I said, well, you know, that that's probably going to be it for them. But they came within a couple points of the Super Bowl, so I can't really say he was that big of a factor for the Chiefs. He's going to be a huge factor for any team that maybe tries to go sign him. Maybe the New York Jets should go sign him. New York Jets, are you listening? Please go sign this guy. Please, we need a running back. Or somebody else, Matt Nagy, was uh, talking to him up uh, this past week saying, no, maybe the Bears will want to make a run at him as well. So uh, that's pretty much all I want to talk about about football. But guess what? We got some basketball stuff to go over. Like I said, Lonzo Ball is hurt. We got to get into this whole Russell Westbrook, Joel Embiid throw down type stuff. And then we'll talk a little bit of hockey, hockey, hoo-hoo, and Mariano Rivera and the Baseball Hall of Fame. Stay with us, friends, because sports, sports, sports will be right back. officially upon us friends. I hope you have your North Faces and your PSLs ready because you're going to need them. I have to say both of those companies have really good branding. I mean who, who doesn't want that for their own company? We here at Sports 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 are looking for the same like-minded companies who want to grow their brands by advertising through us. Want to be involved? It's easy. Just email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Again that's sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Right now we're offering free advertising on our show, so please shoot us a message and take advantage of this offer. Okay, that's all I have to say. Let's get back to the show. The court with Archie Diakono. Three seconds at midcourt. Jenkins gives it to Jenkins for the championship. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into some basketball. Uh, this weekend, we had a lot of big games. The Thunder beat the 76ers by two points, 117-115. Hornets get a win over the Suns, 135-115. Kings beating the Pistons, 103-101. Mavericks lose to the Pacers, 111-99. The Bucks beat the Magic, 118-108. Celtics get a win over the Hawks, 113-105. Raptors, are Beat the Grizzlies, 119-290. The Heat, they get a win over the Bulls, 117-103. Very teary goodbye for Dwayne Wade playing his last game in Chicago. Rockets, they get a win over the Lakers, 138-134. And James Harden, oh my gosh, this guy is crushing it right now. We'll get more into that in a moment. Cavaliers, they fall to the Nuggets 124 to 108. That was on Saturday. And then today's games, uh, you have the Pacers beat the Hornets 120 to 95. Timberwolves get a win over the Suns uh, 118, no, uh, 116 to 114. And then the Clips beat the Spurs 103 to 90. 
five. Let's take a quick peek at the standings. Toronto is on top right now, 35 wins. You have uh, the Bucks right behind them at 33. You got the Pacers. Uh, they have third. They're 31 and 15. Phillies 30 and 17. They have a rough week ahead of them. We'll get into that in a moment. The uh, Boston Celtics, they're 128 and 18. And then you have the teams that are surprisingly up here. You have Brooklyn's 124. Am I just saying one something? What is wrong with me? Brooklyn's in sixth place. Then you have Miami. And then you have Charlotte. Uh, Brooklyn's one game over 500. Miami's zero games over 500. They're actually at 500 right now, 22 and 22. And Charlotte is under 522 and 24. Detroit just fell off the map. They're terrible right now. Washington, Orlando, Atlanta, they're all, you know, where they are. And then you have the Zion bracket, which is uh, the worst teams in the league and the three teams that could end up with the top pick in the NFL, in the NBA draft. Uh, and that would be the Knicks, Bulls, and Cavaliers, all three of them. Well, the Knicks didn't play this weekend, but uh, they played Friday. Uh, the the Bulls and, and the Cleveland, they both lost. So, uh, moving into the West, Golden State, of course, back on top. Now that DeMarcus Cousins is actually playing for them, yeah, good luck, everybody else. Denver, they're right there in second place, 31 and 14. Then you got OKC, 27 and 18. Portland, 28 and 19. Houston, 26 and 19. San Antonio, 27-21, Utah, 26-21, and then the Clippers, 25-21. So quite the the logjam in the West, which is pretty much what you'd expect. The Lakers have fallen out of playoff contention for the time being, but uh, with Lonzo Ball, the liability gone, maybe they'll get a few more wins. Uh, Sacramento, 24-22, and then you got... You got Minnesota, New Orleans, Dallas, Memphis, and Phoenix. Phoenix also part of that Zion bracket, but they're uh, they have 11 wins. New York has 10, Chicago's 10, Cleveland has nine. So they're they're kind of in they're in last place of the last place teams. If that makes sense, it doesn't to you. Well, then fine. James Harden, this dude has been on fire lately. Okay, he had he had 58 points against the Nets the other day. He had 48 against the Lakers, 22 of which in the fourth quarter. This guy is unstoppable right now. And just to give you some some numbers, over the last three games, James Harden has scored 163 points in three games. That is ridiculous. Now, compared to all active players, that's number one. The only player to come close is Chris Paul, who had 88 uh, back in March of 2009. Okay? So number one, three-game span among all active players. What about retired players? Number five overall. All right? he's This little span is number fifth on the list. You got two from MJ, 165 and 164. Those back in the uh, mid to late 80s. And then you got two... The top two from Kobe Bryant, Kobe with the most at 175 compared to James Harden, 163. And that's a ridiculous three-game span, but that was back in 06. And then when you're comparing this to games in which he leads all players outright, he is 
he has been number one in 19 consecutive games. That's a good number. It's a high number, but nowhere near Wilt Chamberlain at 40. Now, Wilt, of course, playing in a day where there weren't as many super talented basketball players out there. Number And then the, above that is Michael Jordan at 21. So still a chance for that to happen, for him to at least beat Michael and, and then go from there. Russell Westbrook and Joel Embiid, man, these two, whenever they're on the court, they're just, they, they, I don't know, they just don't get along. There's no love here. So the other day, um, the... The the during one during their most recent game, Embiid Embiid fouled Russell Westbrook. There's a minute and forty six to go. Westbrook gets down. He gets really ticked off, and then uh, actually goes after him. Um, after that, you know, there's some shouting and whatnot. It, it you know it's it's really it's really cool to see. Joel Embiid really uh, getting into the spirit of the game. I always say the best part about basketball is that these players love each other. I don't know. It's all the drama off the court. And to see two guys who really just don't like each other builds for a nice rivalry. Philly, Oklahoma City. I don't know. But uh, I will say that there's definitely going to be fireworks the next time that these two go at it. Like I said, Lonzo Ball, he's injured a grade three ankle sprain. That's, yeah, that's quite severe. Uh, He's going to miss four to six weeks of basketball. You know what that means. It means more time with the ball for LeBron and Kyle Kuzma. uh, uh, Yeah, Rondo's going to be out there more. This is, I think this is a good thing for the Lakers. I'm telling you, Ball is not the player that everybody expects him to be. This is a good thing for the Lakers. They'll finally realize the need to trade the guy. All right, some upcoming games. Philly, they have a rough week ahead of them. Yeah, they played Oklahoma City. Next, they have the Thunder, and then they play the Spurs. Um, So they're doing their whole Texas tour at the moment. Actually, no, I'm sorry. It's not a Texas tour because both teams are coming to Philly. So Texas is coming up here. So right here, I live in Philadelphia. I'm going to go out, get myself some barbecue and uh, wear a 10-gallon hat. Texas is coming here, baby. Phillies, uh, 76ers, they're going to have a rough time of it. Uh, the other big games, you have Toronto's playing Indianapolis. That should be big. They're both high up in the standings. Um, and then Toronto, there's another big Toronto game in here somewhere. Yeah, they play Houston on Friday. So that's going to be an exciting one, too, because you know that's going to be a high-scoring affair. So some big games if you're uh, Houston and and everybody else and whatnot. Let's move on to some hockey. Saturday, a lot of good games Saturday. Ducks won 3-2 over the Devils. Avalanche won 7-1 over the Kings. Blues get a win 3-2 over the Sens. Uh, The Stars with a 4-2 victory over the Jets. Rangers beat the Bruins 3-2. I have a friend who was at that game. Uh, The Flyers, they get a 5-2 win over the Canadiens. Lightning beat the, Star- the Sharks 6-3. Panthers 4-2 win over the Predators. Uh, the Wild beat the Blue Jackets. Golden Knights crush the Penguins in uh, in a game in which uh, Marc-Andre Fleury got some revenge over his former team 7-3 in that one. And then the Flames, they beat the Oilers 5-2. You know what happens when you put fire on oil. And then Sunday, we had a couple big games. Today, Hurricanes currently beating the Oilers 5-1. Blackhawks, Jonathan Taves with a hat trick. They won 
Uh, eight, eight to five. Was it Jonathan Taves with that hat trick? Um, I'm, not, I'm looking at the wrong game. Well, the Islanders, they got to win themselves. Um, yep, Jonathan Taves. Islanders got to win over the Ducks, 3-0. They are in first place in the Metro for the first time in ever, probably. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Every once in a while, they, they end up up there in the beginning of the season. Canucks, they beat the Red Wings 3-2, and the Coyotes beat the Maple Leafs 4-2. This week, a couple wild games coming at you. Blackhawks, Islanders, that should be a fun one. Capital Sharks, those are both on Tuesday. Uh, Capitals also play the Maple Leafs, so they got a rough week ahead of them. Predators and Golden Knights, that's always a fun one. So that, those two games are on Wednesday. Let's look at the standings right now for the NHL. As I said in the Metro, the Islanders are on top numero uno. They very rarely get that high, so good for them. Right behind them is Columbus, the Blue Jackets. They have uh, 59 points, so they're three behind the Islanders. And then you have Washington. Washington's also at 59 points. And if you're looking at the wildcard team, one Metro team in the wildcard slot, and that would be the Penguins at 58. So all these teams are just, the, the bottom three are so close together. Um, you know, two wins by either of them, and bam, they're up in first place. Um, to, uh, sorry, for the Atlantic, you have Tampa Bay on top, of course, at 76 points. They are just destroying everybody in their path. They've only lost 10 regulation games this year, which is huge. Uh, Toronto, they have 60, and then Boston at 59. Boston loses Tuka Rask this week to a concussion. Most Boston fans are probably happy about that because he, too, has become a liability for this squad. Montreal, they're in that other wild card slot at 59. And honestly, there's no other teams that are that are too close. Buffalo's maybe two wins behind a, a wild card slot. Beyond that, everybody else is sort of just fallen off entirely. Uh, going into the West, you have in the Central, Winnipeg on top at 64. Then Nashville, they've stopped the bleeding. They're, they I, they had a really rough stretch there two weeks ago. Uh, Columbus, Columbus is in there at, at third. And then uh, Dallas being uh, the one of the wild card games are at 52 points. So they're kind of tied with, did I say Columbus? Colorado, the Columbus Avalanche. Because when I think about Columbus, I think about Avalanches, right? Uh, Calgary, they win. They they have 69 points. Then you have the Sharks with 63. The Golden Knights there at 62, and then Vancouver. Vancouver staying up there at 52. Now the Wild, the Ducks, and the Oilers really close. Arizona's not far behind, and then you got like St. Louis, Chicago, and LA, which they probably need to pick up some steam if they want to get any further. Let's look at some stats leaders. I haven't actually gotten into it yet this year, and I probably should. This year has been just an offensive explosion by guys out on the ice. Why? We talked about it early on. The pads for the goalies are smaller. They're thinner. So less padding, more goals. The person taking the most advantage is Nikita Kucherov for the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's got 78 points. Then you have Johnny Gaudreau at 73, Miko Rantanen at 63, Patrick Kane at 70, and Connor McDavid at 70. And those are your top five. I'll also say Nate, Nate McKinnon. He's also at 70. Um, <clears throat> as far as goals go, Ovechkin, so shocker, 33 at top. Braden 
point. He plays for the Lightnings. He's at third. The Lightnings. I like that. They should just change their name to the Lightnings. And then you have Jonathan Taze for the Maple Leafs at 30. Jeff Skinner's at 30. And then Johnny Gaudreau at 25 assists. Nikita Kucherov at 56. Blake Wheeler at 52. Miko Ratanen at 50. Johnny Gaudreau at 44. And then Nate McKinnon and Brett Burns are both tied at 43. My goodness, where are your Penguins? Sidney Crosby, Malkin... Not having as great a season offensively. Still doing really well, 59 or so points, 57 last I checked, but uh, not quite enough to break the top 10 just yet. So that's all I got to say about the hookie pookie. That would be hockey, you know, that thing on the ice, big puck, little net. You know what I mean. All right, why don't we take a break? When we return, we're going to talk baseball. We're going to talk about the Hall of Fame and my new favorite marathon runner stay with us because sports 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 will be right back 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 it's schultz working it back in deep fresh from the bench it's crosby crosby on two minutes and seven and they go to the final chris kunitz with the second of the game fresh legs by crosby and a bunch of happy humans here in pittsburgh are your briefs too stretchy well, now they don't have to be with stiff pants. Now with only 45% chance of impotence. Okay, that's a pretty bad advertisement. You know what would work better here, though? Your own ad. Nick Drago here again, offering you a piece of the action right here, right now. Best part is, it could be anything you want it to be. No, wait, that's not the best part. How could I forget the best part? The best part is I'm offering free ad space. So, if you have a product you want me to endorse, please email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. It won't cost you a dime, and I'll be waiting patiently at my computer. The Astros are world champions for the first time in franchise history. Welcome back to the show. Baseball, baseball, baseball. We still don't know where these guys are going to sign. Machado. Kimbrell, Harper, Kutchel, nobody has signed a contract yet. The most recent stuff we have is is uh, DJ LeMayu going to the, the, the Yankees, and, and that's pretty much it. We have nothing, and that's not good. I mean, pitchers and catchers are reporting in just a couple weeks before you know it, and these guys still can't sign. What is happening? Well, first off, Nobody's even offered these guys contracts because they're looking for ridiculous money that they don't deserve. I'm sorry, Bryce Harper. You batted 240 last year? Like, you're not getting a $300 million contract off of that. The big one, though, is Manny Machado because he had a fantastic season. He is actually worth $300 million. But the White Sox screwed everybody over. So he he visited three teams, right? Yankees, Phillies, White Sox. The White Sox are the only team to offer him anything. Seven years, or no, eight years, $175 million, right? So, what do you do here? If you're another team, you could probably put in a slightly higher offer, $200 million as opposed to $300 million. It's not a bad deal. He does not want to sign with the White Sox. He was using them as bait to get more money from the Yankees. Yankees were cheap. Phillies are cheap. Nobody's offered him a thing. So now his options are you can sign with the White Sox, or you can hold out hope that somebody's going to throw a little bit more money your way. But the more he waits, 
the less money I think he's going to end up with. So he dug his own grave. Take that, Machado. You should have just picked the Yankees right off the bat and just been done with it. Speaking of the Yankees, they traded Sonny Gray to the Reds. Thankfully, they need to get rid of this guy. They do need better starting pitching. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, but this guy had to go. Who did they get? Shedlong, who's, a, a I think, a double-A prospect. They got a, a, a draft pick, and then there might be a third lower-end prospect in the deal. All right, let's talk about the Hall of Fame. Voting is in is on Tuesday, right? They they announce well they announce who won who's who won. It's not a game. Who's getting into the Hall of Fame? They're going to announce it on Tuesday, right? Right now, forty eight point eight percent of ballots have been made public. So based on that, we can take a good guess as to who's getting in, right? On those, so fifty. Let's just round it up to fifty percent. Okay, just about fifty percent. Are public. That's 196 ballots. Mariano Rivera is on 100% of them. No other player has gotten into the Hall of Fame at 100%. Does that mean he's going to get in? There's a few factors holding him back, right? This is voted on by a bunch of writers. I'm not one of them. I wish I was. I would totally vote for Mo to get in. But some people don't want him... In, some people will not vote for him for two reasons. One, because he was a relief pitcher. There's there's a few writers out there that are just totally anti-relief pitchers in the Hall of Fame. Then there are the writers who won't vote for him because he's it's his first year on the ballot. If all of this politics wasn't involved, guys like Ken Griffey Jr., guys like um, uh, like Schmaltz, um, they they would have been number one. They would have been they would have gotten a hundred percent. But there are guys like this who vote for whatever weird reason they don't vote for first-time Hall of Famers. So, however, you have a couple first-time Hall of Famers that are going to be getting in. Mariana Rivera, basically a lock. Roy Halladay is at 92% on those votes that we have so far. And then you got guys like Edgar Martinez. You got Mike Mussina both getting in. So that's that's exciting. Who, what has Mike Mussina going to wear? I don't know. He spent... Two more years with the Orioles than he did with the Yankees, so probably going to be Orioles. He had his better years there, so we'll give him that. Um, and then just below them, you have Kurt Schilling, who has a good chance. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are both at about 70%-ish to get in. Usually what that means is when you hit 70% and you don't get in the Hall of Fame, you're going to get in the next year. So they have a very good chance of getting in next year. I don't think this is their season. And then you got the guys where you have Larry Walker at 65%. And then there's just a huge drop from Larry Walker to like Omar Vizquiel at uh, 38. You got Fred McGriff, Manny, Manny Ramirez is way low at 24. Scott Rowland, Todd Helton, Billy Wagner, Jeff Kent, Sammy Sosa at 12%, Gary Sheffield at 12%, uh, Andrew Jones, and at 6.5% is the most winningest pitcher in postseason history. Andy Pettit is 6.5%. Remember, you need 5% to stay on the ballot. So if a bunch of other people don't vote for him, he could potentially be off the ballot in his first year of eligibility. That's kind of sad, considering, again, he is the most winningest pitcher in playoff history. 
The guy's the guy has been with his, with the Yankees for five World Series. To me, that means something, but apparently to the voters and writers of America, it does not. Of course, I'm slightly biased, but you know, what am I going to do? All right, I want to talk to you about my new friend. I think this is pronounced Ludivine. Ludivine? Ludivine? Ludivine is a dog who accidentally run a half, ran a half marathon. Now, first off, I should say... Half marathons are not easy to run. I know that because I've run exactly zero of them. Um, it's 13 and a half miles. And this dog, he was led out by his owner. This was in uh, Elkmont, Elkmont Trackless Train. The Elkmont Trackless Train Half Marathon. So this is in Elkmont, Canada. Uh, his owner let him out for a walk. He was taking a whiz. Saw some excitement going on. And he crawled under the fence ran towards the starting line, and this dog just took off chasing after the runners. So not only did he finish the race, but he finished the race in seventh place. Think about that. There are people training for this thing for years. And this dog goes out and beats all of them. I, I hope this, this dog deserves a medal or something. Oh, he was. He was given a medal. Um... According to his owner, April Hamlin, she said, all I did was open the door, and she ran the race on her own accord. Oh, I'm sorry, Ludivine's a woman. Congratulations, ma'am. Uh, so, that's some fun stuff. Good. It's a bloodhound. This is a cute little dog. you got to look this thing up. It is adorable. Look up Ludivine the bloodhound. Do that. Do that now. Pause me, and then come back later. All right, we're going to wrap up the show today. No mail, my friends, but that's okay. We got a few folks who um, who sent us messages through Facebook. Many of them were rooting for the Chiefs and the Saints to get into the Super Bowl. Ugh, I'm so sorry to disappoint. Neither of those teams made it in. I, too, was rooting for the Chiefs and the Saints. Unfortunately, I'm going to get the Rams and the Patriots, so... Go Rams! We'll see what happens. Uh, special thanks to Billy... What, what was his name? We're going to have to log back in to find out. This guy named Billy. Well, special thanks to Mary Kay Albert. She obviously is one of our super fans. Billy Sullivan. He's the one... Oh, I'm sorry. He said Pats and Rams. He said go Pats. This guy picked it. He picked them to win. My goodness, so good for you, Billy Wagner. And uh, Thomas Snow gave him a like as well. Joe Calabro, thank you so much for being on the podcast yesterday. It was a big help uh, hearing from you. You know we love having Joe on the show. Uh, special thanks as usual to Josh Woodward. He created the song for this program. That would be Golden Sunrise. A link to his website can be found in the show notes. Special thanks, of course, to Johanna Albert. She is the content coordinator. Con- Sorry, content editor. She's the logo designer and the set designer for our lovely podcast. Obviously, that beautiful picture of the Eiffel Tower you see behind Whitey Ford here, uh, that was not my choice, but it totally fits in with everything we talk about, right? Right? Okay, if you like what you heard today, please find us on all that social media stuff. Go to SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. Wow, I remembered all four again. 
uh, just type in Sports 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 with Nick Drago or at Sports 3X Podcast. You can email us, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Email me. I'll literally say whatever weird, annoying, happy, lovely, creepy thing you might have to say. I will talk about it here on the program. With that, like, comment, share, email us, tweet at us, tweet, 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 and do whatever you want. Just let people know we're here. Sports, sports, sports with Nick Drago. Easy enough, right? The Jets are in need for an offensive coordinator. I will throw my hat into the ring right now, although I highly recommend Peyton Manning just as he highly recommended Adam Gase for the job. Otherwise, I'm stuck with those crazy eyes. I don't know if I could stare at those all day. All right, I'm done talking about Adam Gase's eyes. I'm done talking about sports for the day. I'm just done with my day in general. I'm going to go to sleep now. You all have fun, and I will see you next week. Good night.